BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Before we begin, a reminder to please rate and review our show. It helps new listeners discover us and grow the program. On this episode of Sports Illustrated Weekly, when Balsack Sports started posting made-up reports on social media about athletes and coaches in the guise of real journalism, it got a ton of attention for fooling all sorts of big names, from NBA general managers to talking heads on ESPN and Fox News. SI staffer Ben Pickman joins us to explain who was behind Balsack Sports, how the creator was trying to send a message about misinformation and how we consume news in a super-saturated digital age, and why the founder recently shut the whole enterprise down. I'm your host, John Gonzalez. From Sports Illustrated and iHeartRadio, this is Sports Illustrated Weekly. All right, Ben, so this is a particularly unusual story. I'm not sure quite how to put this delicately, so I'll just put it. What is Ballsack Sports, or rather, what was it? Ballsack Sports was a Twitter account that started last September and amassed more than 180,000 followers on the platform in the nine months before it was deactivated. And what it was exactly, John, was an account that made up fake sports graphics, taking photos of players and making up quotes and posting that on its feed and watching those quotes 
go viral. The creator of Ball Sack Sports did it as a way to try and expose how misinformation spread online. That was one of his intentions when he was creating the account. And he had this hypothesis that he could gain an audience doing so, and he wanted to test his hypothesis out. And he kind of created this account using a humorous name, an obscene name, one that he said was so out there, so blatantly obvious, like Ball Sack Sports. And he kind of wanted to just saturate the market with a ton of these fake NBA quote graphics. So who is this mad scientist uh, behind the sociology experiment who came up with a name so brazen and so obvious that somehow it was so clever that people couldn't figure it out? He is a person named Matt. Uh, He lives in Ohio and he grew up reading websites like ESPN.com and Bleacher Report. He was a reader of Sports Illustrated. And he was a sports fan and is still a sports fan, but he watched as he aged how his own consumption kind of changed. And he started to read less and less, and he recognized that his feed and people around him, some of his peers, were mostly consuming sports information by headlines and seeing graphics. And so that's some of what he's kind of playing into. I feel like uh, a lot of the sports media, or media in general, has become like fast food. Like I stopped reading. Everything seemed to be more streamlined. Here's the story. Here's a pick. And that was some of the impetus for Ball Sack Sports. You know, he is a big basketball fan himself. And, you know, this is SI Weekly. This is your podcast, John. And so every show needs to have a a Sixers tie. Um, And so last September, Matt actually saw a tweet from Joel Embiid. Y'all have no idea how much this media makes up stuff for followers and shame on you for believing them. And that was some of the impetus for creating this account. He wanted to kind of play off some of what Embiid was poking fun at or calling out in his tweet. And as I was saying, he wanted to expose misinformation and how it kind of spread online. And he thought he could do a pretty good job of doing so. And it turns out he did. He did a great job of it. And I want to get into some of the things that he tweeted out and some of the people that he, do we call it sacking? What what do we call when when he ends up tricking these people? Sacking is the right term. I mean, he kind of built up a community of people in the ball sack sports community. And whenever someone would get duped, A lot of people, thousands of people sometimes would go in the comments on Twitter and say, you got sacked. So yes, sacking is definitely the right term in this context. Sure. We're adults and we went to journalism school, so we'll we'll discuss the sacking later. But I I had noticed that you you call him Matt. You mentioned that he's from Ohio. This is precious little information on the man behind this account, the man behind the curtain. Is that by design? Can you tell us anything more about him? Why are we only getting little snippets of information on who was behind Ball Sack Sports? Yeah, I think he just kind of wanted to keep his identity a little bit private uh, as he was talking about these matters. He has other things going on in his life. This is not his day job, nor is it his career. So I think he was just cognizant of that. All right. Uh, So he starts his account in September and it blows up, I would imagine, beyond his wildest dreams. When did it first really get on people's radars? I would say it really started to get on people's radar around January or February. Um, There was an instance of Daryl Morey, again, another Sixers reference on this show, uh, going on a Philadelphia radio station and Daryl on a program actually acknowledged Ballsack Sports. I mean, we had we had a trade debated. It might even be this one that was tweeted out by Ballsack Sports. I mean, like people were treating that like it was a real thing. I think that was yesterday or two days ago. So, like, I, I'm I'm imploring people to not get too attached to ball sack sports <laughs> tweets and treat them seriously. The night before Daryl made that appearance, he had been tagged in a graphic related to Ben Simmons trade rumors that was made up completely and was just put out by the ball sack sports account. 
Um, and so that kind of led to Daryl calling it out. And that was a big popularity coup for the account itself. Um, I would say the most famous, most notable example of Volsack Sports came in February. And that was when Fox News ended up kind of syndicating, aggregating a story that was initially shared by Volsack Sports and posted it on their Twitter feed, which has 20 million followers. Yeah, the first time I became aware of Ballsack Sports was the Daryl Morey situation because, as you have noted, I'm plugged into all things Philadelphia and all things Philadelphia 76ers, and I saw that Daryl Morey went on the local radio station and mentioned Ballsack Sports, and I thought, Daryl, this can't possibly be real, and of course it wasn't, but a lot of people were not clued into that, and you mentioned the Josh Smith thing that really got a lot of traction. It fooled Fox Sports twice. He made up something about Scottie Pippen, a quote that wasn't in his latest book that got people all riled up about Michael Jordan. And it also fooled, you know, credit where it's due. Our employer, Sports Illustrated, uh, was also duped by this thing. But what I loved about your piece is that you mentioned that this big conceit that he came up with that duped so many people was conceived in a McDonald's parking lot, right? What is What specifically did he say about Josh Smith and LeBron James. So Josh Smith, as we said, is perhaps the most famous example of a Ballsack Sports graphic going viral. And as you mentioned, it was created in a McDonald's parking lot. Um, I should say for context, most of these graphics take Matt just a few minutes to create. Once I get the idea to tweeting, maybe, I don't know, three to five minutes. He uses the Bazart app, which is just a kind of normal iPhone photo app, and he starts to piece his graphics together by looking for stock images, and he often doesn't even start a new project. He's just layering things on top of each other and hiding old ones underneath. I get an image from the internet, put it on the same format I got, maybe change it up with where I put the quotation marks and everything, but I don't put much effort into them at all. But this Josh Smith graphic was created in a McDonald's parking lot, and he came up with the idea to riff off of old players, oftentimes bashing current players. I'm going through the drive-thru. I'm in line, there's a couple cars. I've been wanting to make an old head versus young head quote in a while. And so when he was thinking of a version, a way to kind of tell that story, a way to create that graphic, he actually wanted to play off of that and use a retired player, but one who was drafted after LeBron James. I'm on basketball reference going through the 2004 NBA draft and I see Josh Smith's name, and I'm like, that's it right there. I get my two large Diet Cokes, I go to park. He then found a photo of Josh Smith. He created this graphic that said, LeBron couldn't play in my day, <laughs> a writing specifically that, quote, I don't think he, LeBron, has the jump shot or skills to really consistently dominate defenses then, as he does today. This has a very funny point to it, with him being the old head draft after LeBron, which was what made it go viral the essence of him being younger than LeBron. He did this in a McDonald's parking lot. He did this with two Diet Cokes. He did this in just a few minutes. And then he watched as one website, Outkick.com, wrote it up. It was syndicated on FoxNews.com, shared on Fox's Twitter feed, which has more than 20 million followers. And he kind of watched as it took off from there. And I found that to be hilarious that I just did all that from McDonald's. So Matt, no last name that we're using from Ohio, no specific location or occupation that we're using, creates this thing and it blows up and he ends up getting 76ers general manager Daryl Morey. He ends up getting Fox Sports. He ends up getting Fox News. He ends up getting Sports Illustrated. He also got Kendrick Perkins in ESPN too, right? Yes, he did. Kendrick Perkins, Stephen A. Smith, 
both of them, both on the same story. You know, another notable Bossack sports story came on the day after James Harden was traded from the Nets to the 76ers. And this was a story that started circulating about what the breaking point was between the 2018 league MVP and star Brooklyn guard Kyrie Irving. And on this graphic, it posited that Irving beat Harden in one-on-one almost daily, and that Irving would even once called Harden washed after locking him up in a scrimmage. And this tale kind of spread across the internet, and people wrote it up. And as you mentioned, Kendrick Perkins alluded to it, so did Stephen A. Smith. But of course, the report originated on Twitter from a tweet and graphic that received more than 40,000 likes. On the graphic, the information was attributed to, quote, a Brooklyn Nets executive, but as we've been talking about, its actual creator was just Balsa Exports. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hey guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower 
power further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. So what did Matt think while all this was going on? Because his intention was to dupe people, to sack people, and he was clearly very, very successful. But also it gained a level of attention and notoriety that I would expect was beyond his wildest dreams. Not only were all these major media outlets duped by him, but concurrently, there was sort of this meta observation of what he was doing by people who did realize that Ballsack Sports was not a real outlet. You're one of those people. Awful announcing mentioned it. He ends up going on WFAN, the major radio station in New York, to talk about how it's all a work. As this is happening, what is his understanding and and how is he processing all this? He voiced that the Josh Smith graphic was kind of the first time where he felt it was maybe getting a little bit too big. I think I was seeing a lot of accounts start to emulate the same text graphic, fake quote thing. I was like, okay, how do we harness this under control? I really want to help create a shift in our sense of media literacy. He started to more explicitly draw attention to the literal components of a graphic and try and really call it out, make it even more obvious than coming from a ball sack sports Twitter account that these graphics were fake. So he shared one in which Damian Lillard, who was another frequent focus of these graphics, Lillard said that he, quote, dealt with so many morons every day hating on my loyalty. And he attributed that quote to the 42nd interview that never, ever happened with Ballsack Sports. I even highlighted morons as a point of irony. I even uh, highlighted the source where I said 42nd interview that never happened with Ballsack Sports. And I put an arrow there. And people were still fighting. Days after that, Matt published an even more obvious plea for critical thinking is what I call it, of publishing a graphic again with Lillard that just said fake quote in the middle of it. At the top of that graphic, it said, does a graphic mean a player actually said anything? No. Can anyone download a pic of Dame and ad text? Yes. You know, blatant things, blatant signs on this graphic that tried to call out that this was misinformation, that these graphics were not real. Those were his kind of pleas to the wilderness that, hey, people wake up, you should not be falling for some of these things, or here are some things to look for on the internet when you are evaluating is something real or is something fake. I was frustrated that so many people were taking a bait on just everything, it seems like. It was frustrating that my own account, Ballsack Sports, I thought the name itself would eventually give way and people would catch on and stuff like that, but I, it felt like the tweets were only becoming more and more viral. Matt's experiment proved what he was trying to prove. And you wrote in your piece, you referenced a New Yorker cartoon about a dog sitting at a computer. And he says, on the internet, no one knows you're a dog. Well, no one really knows what's real anymore, even when they're told that it's not real. And I'm wondering what that says about the way that we consume not just sports media, but quote unquote news in general. Now that people are so reluctant to believe what they get, not just from reputable news sources, but from 
saturation of information that we're getting daily through social media. And I think that's probably exacerbated by people out there, reputable news organizations or reporters who want to break news first, right? They do it through tweets rather than through stories without any fact checkers. And this is another component that Matt was really trying to get at, right? Who's delivering your news and how you're consuming it? Without a doubt. There's a few things I want to say on this point. One, one of the things that's important to keep in mind here in this whole conversation is Ballsack Sports and what it's doing is relatively innocuous, right? It's pretty fun and it's pretty harmless. It's about sports. It's a lot about trade rumors. It's about quotes between players. It's relatively light in topic, but he's kind of speaking to some of the things that also are present when you think about misinformation as it relates to COVID or politics. And so when talking to people for this story, there are a lot of things that you can take away from why Ballsack Sports was successful that also apply to misinformation more broadly, right? I talked to one professor, Letitia Bodie, who's an associate professor at Georgetown, and she talked about how the blurring of lines of misinformation and satire, it easily occurs on social media because it's easy to pull something out of context, right? I talked to another academic who said that you know, Ballsack Sports' ability to kind of mimic traditional journalistic standards, to create graphics that look real and have the kind of elements of a real graphic, that's something that is common in misinformation and disinformation more broadly. Another expert who studies, you know, misinformation and communication, Brooklyn Gibson, who's at Illinois and Harvard, she noted to me that, you know, content that often spurs misinformation is emotionally provocative. And she warns people that if there's something that makes you laugh or angry, stop and think for a second before sharing it, right? Those are all things that apply to ball sack sports in this context, but they also speak to, you know, misinformation and being an internet consumer more broadly. It does not augur well for any of us who consume media that a ruse so obvious as ball sack sports could not be detected by the preponderance of people who were consuming it. And I'm wondering if that is why Matt decided to shut this whole thing down. Ultimately, he's more successful than he could have possibly hoped for. He's pointing out the misinformation and disinformation that goes into our social media streams that is consumed by the general public. And then all of a sudden in May, I believe, he decides to shut it down. Why? What was the inciting event and what was his thinking there? Matt kind of grew frustrated by the amount of success his own account was having. He said that when he started the account, it had a kind of purposeful trajectory. I saw four ball sack sports. I kind of wanted to phase out ball sack sports by raising awareness and saturating the satire enough in the sports media to where accounts like Wall Street Sports and misinformation were no longer successful in these kind of forums. By mid-May, the account had built up a following of around 180,000 people online, which is a pretty good size following for an account like this. And he said he no longer found it purposeful and he really no longer wanted to even create the sense or the semblance of harm for some of the people he was tweeting about. So he ended up using the account and he started tweeting about different topics, mental health awareness, about the shooting in Buffalo that killed 10 people, about explicit and implicit racial bias, about microaggressions. He started to tweet less about sports and more about broader topics. And he said that as he waded into those waters, he received some backlash, whether it was because of the content of his literal tweets or because he was just not sticking to sports. He was not sticking to fake quote graphics. And that played a factor, he said, in him shutting the account down. He said it's where his life is least passionate about right now. And he said he didn't want to create more quotes, create more misinformation without having a true purpose. And so, yeah, Ballsack Sports, at least Matt's version of it, and that's a key caveat here as well, no longer exists. Yeah, RIP Ballsack Sports. I want to read one last thing that you had in your story as Trailblazers guard Damian Lillard once said, I think we live in a world 
where a lot of morons can't tell if something is real or fake. Well, actually, Lillard didn't say that. Ballsack Sports did. I think that sums it up and puts a nice button on it. From Matt from Ohio, no last name, no location. Ballsack Sports was fake and it's gone now, but Ben Pickman is here and he's the real deal. Ben, thanks for this. Thanks a lot for having me. Hello? Hey, Ben, this is Isaac Lee, producer at Sports Illustrated Weekly. You got a second to talk? Absolutely, absolutely. Awesome. So, uh, as I understand it, we have a little bit of an update for Ballsack Sports. That's right, we do. We thought, initially, that Ballsack Sports was gone for good. Uh, but it turned out it was only gone for a full month. Um, Matt deactivated the account, initially saying it had been a successful experiment and that it, it had run its course. But over the last 10 days, Ballsack Sports has suddenly returned. Matt says he wants to use its platform not only to continue to create more harmless but humorous graphics, um, but also continue to discuss topics unrelated to sports, which was something he was doing for a little bit prior to deactivating the account in the first place. And uh, have you spoken to Matt since this happened? Has he followed up with you at all? Yeah, we, we chatted earlier this week. When I asked him about why he brought it back, he started to explain that you know, he didn't want the account to lose all of its relevance and he felt like he still had a platform. Um, he felt more comfortable continuing to tweet about non-sports topics on the account. And that was something that was kind of weighing on him prior to deactivating it. He also says now he's less focused on just growing the account than he once was. Um, and that he's going to be more pick and choosy about when he's actually creating graphics and about what topics. So it's going to be a little more selective about what he's putting out going forward. All right, Ben, appreciate all your hard work on putting together this very bizarre and fun story. Thanks a lot for chatting, Isaac. Thanks for listening and a reminder to please rate and review our show. It helps people find us. Sports Illustrated Weekly is a production of Sports Illustrated and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. And for more of Sports Illustrated's best stories and podcasts, visit SI.com. This episode of Sports Illustrated Weekly was produced by Jessica Yarmosky, Jordan Rizzieri, and Isaac Lee, who is also our sound engineer. Our senior producer is Dan Bloom. Our executive producers are Scott Brody and me, John Gonzalez. Our theme song is by Nolan Schneider. If you've stuck around this long, we leave you with this. All right, you ready to go? Let's do it. Let's talk about right. let's talk about ball sacks. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 
Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.